You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Big News Sports, Matt Coulter, longtime sportscaster here in the state of Alabama, along with Lars Anderson, sports writer extraordinaire from um, long pieces to books. He's working on his 13th and uh, with Sports Illustrated and Bleacher Report and several other senior writing opportunities. Lars, uh, I want to reiterate what some Captain Ray just said locally here at Tide is that uh, we, we were about to experience some inclement weather. And um, just know that Sep's back there. I'm here. We've all got our phones. We've all got computers. And uh, when necessary, we will certainly inform you as to what's going on there. As I was talking with some of the guys around the studio just a minute ago, and this, some stuff could come here between now, our airtime, they said between noon and 5. So trust us. We will keep an eye on that and let you know. Meanwhile, uh, several stories we're going to get to. Um, I, I want to make commentary uh, about the, the passing of Harvey Glantz, the speedster, a Phoenix City Rocket uh, gold medalist. He passed away very unexpectedly yesterday. Um, of course, he went to Auburn University. And um, then there's this thing going on at Rickwood Field in Birmingham. Major League Baseball is coming to the Magic City. But most people have their, I guess, their stopwatches or their alarms or whatever. They're, they're uh, counting down to uh, 6, 6 p.m. Central. The 2024 Football Opponents Reveal. <laughs> hey, Lars, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it's going to be a hour-long extravaganza on the SEC network. Um, I'm really not a big schedule reveal guy, but uh, it it is going to be interesting. I mean, people have been talking about this long-awaited 2024 SEC schedule release for a long time. Uh, The addition of Texas and Oklahoma sort of uh, through the, the 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 whole plan the, the the what had previously been thought out uh into the blender and it um it uh led to uh this one year stopgap solution for uh for what we're going to see so what what can we expect what do you think is going to happen i think there'll be a lot of people happy a lot of people very, and more people unhappy <laughs> Honestly. And I, I will throw back, and I guess it's about the eighth time that you and I have mentioned this. I still don't understand why Texas and Oklahoma didn't get a vote on this. <laughs> you know, they're, they're all there. It's like, okay, everybody's here. But you two have to stay over there. Just stay in that tiki hut, okay? And they're down in Destin. That baffles me. But I do think that uh, I'm very curious to see what they do with them. Because is this an opportunity to really establish new rivals? Um, Alabama's playing Texas this year, played them last year. So I don't think Texas will be on Alabama's schedule. I think Oklahoma will. And, uh, you know, they had the home-and-home rivalry, what, 10 years ago? Maybe even longer than that. And I think that's a special rivalry just due to the the heritage between those two schools. Um, As far as the other teams bounce around in the schedules, I'm not really sure. Uh, you've got the crystal ball over there. You called Sankey this morning. What, what do you got going <laughs> yeah, on? Yeah, Greg gave me all the uh, inside scoop 
But, um, you know, let's just go back a little bit to June 1, and that's when the SEC presidents voted to move forward with an eight-game schedule, eight-game conference schedule, that is, as opposed to a nine-game slate. And they also voted to do away with the divisions as well. And, uh, you know, for a long time, the nine-game schedule seemed to have a lot of momentum. And then that suddenly evaporated. And reportedly, the schools that voted for the nine-game schedule were Georgia, Florida, LSU, Texas A&M, and Missouri. And, uh, and so Alabama was against it. And uh, Let me interrupt you real quick. Don't you think they were for it three months earlier? Yes. But it was when the three <laughs> yes. annual yeah. that Nick Saban was not fond of, guess what happened? And who are those three? Well, Auburn, Tennessee, and uh, LSU. Yeah. Which, by the way, they've been playing every year anyway. It just, so, it just so happens that they are all really good right now. Yep. Um, so, but, so 2024 is the only confirmed season that will feature an eight game schedule, right? So it could be voted to change to nine in 2025. So we'll see. Um, and, and just as a reminder, 2024 is also the one year that each SEC team is going to have to play one power five program. That's ACC, uh, the Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12 on their schedule. It's that or a major independent opponent such as Notre Dame. So um, where do we go from here? According to uh, Peter Burns, who uh, we are both fans of at the SEC Network, he, he broke some news this morning. He said that each of the SEC teams will play either Texas or Oklahoma once in the upcoming 2024 college football season. So... Welcome to the SEC. Yeah. So that means uh, every SEC, SEC team will have the Longhorns or Sooners on their 2024 schedule. So we'll see uh, what happens. To, uh, you know, all the, all the questions will be answered tonight. But uh, I have a feeling that uh, a little bit of, uh, let's call it drips and drabs of leaks will occur to certain people at the SEC network throughout the day just to tease us and give us uh, more reason to tune in tonight it's a twitter delight isn't it yeah is everybody can get on there and leak this and leak that i, I did hear one this morning that uh, said that auburn would be playing texas a&m did you hear that one um but you know auburn's played texas a&m you know what i i guess the tv and broadcaster and sports in me kind of thinks about things like this how are they going to reveal? I mean, are they going to cut a cake and it opens up and it's got a schedule <laughs> like they do a gender reveal? Now, obviously, I'm kidding, but really, will they just do it week by week by week by week? Or will they start and go al- alphabetically through the league and drop their schedule? Well, if you do it week by week, then it's almost like you need a uh, uh, pen and notebook to make to, if to follow who your team is going to be playing. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you think they'll the be doing, they'll go Alabama, Auburn. Yeah. You know, just right. Yeah. Alphabetically. Yes. And 
and, um, and they'll I divide mean, it up into four Sankey, segments. Sankey did say back on June 1, right, when they adopted uh, this format, he said, quote, fans will continue to enjoy traditional rivalries and begin to see new matchups presented by the addition of two historically successful football programs to the SEC. So what does the key word there is traditional. And uh, I think that um, does that include Alabama, Tennessee? Yes. Does that include Auburn, Georgia? Yes. Uh, does that include the Iron Bowl? Yes. What else does that include? It's got to include the world's largest outdoor cocktail, cocktail party, don't you think? I think you need to probably keep LSU, Arkansas. You know, I, I think that's a really good geographic rivalry. But Texas, I mean, how many of Texas, them are Texas literally? Texas A&M? Um, Texas, Oklahoma, certainly. I mean, that, they, yeah, that's already been an agreement, Texas, right? Texas A&M. Um, but, but Texas, Texas A&M, that mean that that could become the the western side of Alabama and Auburn. What about Auburn, or excuse me, what about Alabama LSU? Is that a traditional rival? Well, it is. It has been over the last few years for sure. But, see, ask me, would I rather keep Alabama LSU or Alabama Tennessee? There's no question in my mind. We're keeping Tennessee. Well, you know, but what are the, uh, by the way, we talked about this yesterday earlier in the week. What what computer genius and who, who schedule, who puts all this in there? Not sure, but and what if you happen to have a concert that week? I'm just it's also worth noting that you go back to 2014, and that's when the composite schedule was set for the next 12 years of the conference of conference games after Missouri and Texas A&M joined the league, and under that plan, which has since been scrapped, but under that plan. Alabama would have hosted South Carolina in 2024 and Florida would have traveled to Auburn in 2024. So we'll see. And that previous plan included East and West divisions, but those have uh, obviously been eliminated. And how uh, Texas and Oklahoma will integrate into this new plan will be very interesting. Um, you know, Texas, uh, they have, uh, in, so in 2023, this upcoming year, right? Texas and Alabama will have completed a home and home series. So in 2024, do you have Texas and Alabama no, playing each so. other again? I don't think so. So you can almost guarantee that Alabama is going to be playing Oklahoma. I think so. In 2024. I hope that, so. that is, that's, I think you can set that one in stone. Um, we know that they're going to be playing Auburn. We know that they're going to be playing Oklahoma. Are there others? Let me just throw a few at you, and then we'll get to a break and come back. They're, they're Mark, going to be Mark playing Carter. Tennessee. Um, Georgia, obviously Florida, obviously Auburn. Is there another team you can think of right off the top of your head that they've got to play? Tennessee? South Carolina. South Carolina. I mean, that. It's not as big a rivalry. That used to be a pretty big rivalry. Uh, other teams. I mean, you look at the Arkansas and the Missouris and South Carolinas, and you think, well, they really haven't been in the league long enough to have an established rival. Uh, but then some, like Texas and Arkansas, I mean, you've got to reestablish that, don't you? I mean, they used to decide the Southwestern Conference when I was a kid every year. Yeah. It's a great rivalry. Go little piggies. 
anyway, uh, we've got all afternoon to talk about this, and we will. But in a moment, we'll be joined by Mark McCarter, a longtime friend of ours. He worked at NASCAR Beat, worked Anderson, worked Huntsville. He's written several books. He is, um, all right, help, help me, Mr. Ryder. What is it when you have a book out and you add to it? You, you reissue? Uh, uh, second edition. Second edition? Okay. Uh, he has one on minor league baseball, which is very, very good. And a minor league baseball park is huge in the news. That being Rickwood Field in Birmingham. Major league coming in 2024. That's the word on Big Noon Sports presented by Haley Sansing, Union Home Mortgage. From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. Receiving unemployment, your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov slash fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. When you wake up. Tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy with occasional showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. Some of the storms could be severe. The high today 84. Tonight's low 69. Tomorrow mostly cloudy with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms around the high 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 81 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Back on Big Mid Sports. Lars Anderson, Matt Colton joined now. From our studios tied 100.9 in Tuscaloosa's Mark McCarter, longtime friend of the show, longtime friend. Uh, we have uh, worked around each other for, for three or four decades now, Mark. I'm not going to count back that far, but uh, first of all, just hello from me and Lars. How are you, man? Good. Good talking to you guys. Hey, well, uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, I saw something pop up on whatever social media it was about baseball and hustle book you have done just give, give us a, a quick overview of what you've done here it um well the the backstory on this i was commissioned a couple of years ago to write a book on rocket city trash pandas the, the the new minor league team here and their arrival here so i wrote that with a lot of historical context about just where baseball had been in huntsville to lead to getting to this team now going back to the Pro teams in 1903 to a, 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 a one-year wonder team in 1930, and then the Huntsville Stars, obviously a pretty long uh, 
historic franchise in the Southern League. Then COVID happened, and that original book, uh, what was the, the word everybody used that year was pivot. So we made a pivot on that, and just as the book had, had been written, was ready to go to press, with all this historical context, then it was like, okay, let's just write about the first season of the Tri-Spandas. So, Lars, I don't know if you've ever been in the enviable position of having uh, <laughs> about 25,000, 3,000 words of, of writing Reporting and God knows how many hours uh, that, that you got to hit the delete key on. And that's pretty much what happened. I'm uh, sure. I'm sure ouch. they gave you. I'm sure they gave you a sizable check of extra money, though, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So <laughs> what happened? It's one of these. I, I, I was the light bulb moment going to the drugstore. We've all been to these drugstores and seen the books there, these local history books. And I thought, wow, okay, this Arcadia Press in in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, does these local history books. Uh, I've, I've told people Arcadia is a Greek word that I think is loosely translated as books you buy in a drugstore. <laughs> so uh, anyway, Arcadia was 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 eager to take this as a uh, just having a, a, a it's just literally the baseball history in Huntsville, and it was a lot of fun to research and write. Uh, long, 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 long time ago in preparation for the Trash Pants book and what we thought was going to be their debut in 2021, 2020. Um, but to, to salvage it and salvage all the time and the reporting and the writing on this, uh, I was glad to be able to do that. So it's, it's a new book that doesn't feel brand new to the author, but it's certainly a new book. Well, that's great that you... Uh... I mean, because what they asked you to do is a completely different book than what you were assigned to do. Uh, at least you could uh, salvage it. How how much new reporting or additional uh, writing did you have to do uh, to uh, supplement that twenty five thirty thousand words that you had already had done? What I was able to do, the most of the supplemental work was to at least include some substantial stuff about. The, um, the first two years of the Trash Pandas. Obviously not uh, a, a book's worth of material on them. I already had that. But just to talk about what they had done, there were some just updates on, on certain characters. I, I have a couple of chapters just about all oh, the, the Huntsville's, the people from Huntsville who've made a real impact in baseball. So, yeah, I went back to write... Uh, a lot more words on Kyle Wright, the Braves pitcher, who's from from here in, in Buckhorn High School and played at Vanderbilt. Uh, that's you know, just update on a, on a guy who leads the majors and wins last year. So add him. Uh, you know, just a little more updating, but it was not uh, terribly substantial. And then there's Jimmy Key, who. Um... We once told at Staggerwall Field over there in Northwest Huntsville, I'm sorry, you're too young. You're not good enough to play in our pickup games. <laughs> that was really intelligent. Uh, anyway, um, well, I, I'll, give you, I'll give you one. I'll give you one as, as good as that. Jimmy Key being told that. And how about Craig Kimbrell? Yeah. Who has just recorded his 400th uh, save in the major leagues. And Craig Kimbrell was uh, not a member of the Huntsville Times All-City team after his senior year at Lee High School, which we loved and loved and loved to remind our prep writer about that for years. 
I got to ask you about one more guy because growing up, he was the one guy from Huntsville we always followed, and that was Don Mincher. One of my favorite all-time people, man, as you know, and a great career in the big leagues, 14 years in the big leagues, two-time all-star, and uh, a home run in his first at-bat in the World Series against Don Drysdale in 1965. Uh, Retired, came back to Huntsville after the 72 season, running a trophy shop. There's all this uh, buzz about a team coming to Huntsville, building this new stadium, and uh, the, the fall of 84, winter of 85, uh, and he goes to Larry Smitho, who was the team owner, and says, yeah, I'd like to help. And as Don would tell me through the years, he said, I just went up there and said, look, I'll be the official scorer. I'll be your PA guy. What do you need? And Schmidt goes, no, you're Mr. Baseball in Huntsville. You're our general manager. Hmm. So Don was the, became GM of the team and later part owner and president and then was uh, so highly thought of throughout the Southern League that they elected him as the vice president of the league. And I'll never forget the phone rings one morning as Don called and told me, he goes, got some good news for you. The former president, was, who was a guy that neither of us really cared a lot for, uh, has resigned. And I said, okay. And he goes, well, I thought it was good news. And I realized, okay, the guy who takes the president's spot is the vice president. So he had mm-hmm. inherited the uh, interim title as, as Southern League president. They removed that very quickly, and um, and he did a great job just running the league. And, and I, I miss him terribly. I've, uh, every day at my desk, I can look over and see a, a first baseman bet. I had uh, Don Mitchell first baseman model that I had him sign. He's still uh, still in my mind every day. Good man. We learned yesterday that Major League Baseball is coming to Birmingham in 2024 uh, with uh, the San Francisco Giants playing the St. Louis Cardinals at uh, the historic Rickwood Field for the Field of Dreams game. What are your thoughts uh, about this, about and especially playing at Rickwood, which is the oldest ballpark in America? Lars, uh, my first thought was, okay, uh, who, who can help a brother out with some tickets on this one? <laughs> uh, I, I love, I think it's wonderful. I, I think, I thought the Field of Dreams game at, at Iowa was sensational. And then the notion to move this around to other historic parks, uh, I think it's brilliant on baseball's part. It's, uh, it's, it's neat for us baseball historians. Uh, it, it'd be great, just obviously terrific for the city of Birmingham, the national exposure that's going to get. And uh, what a what a special park that is! I I, I don't I, I don't I, didn't, I grew up in Chattanooga. I was covering a lot of minor league ball there. In fact, we uh, Chattanooga in 1976 inherited Birmingham's old team, and uh, so when baseball went back to Birmingham with with the Barons, uh, I couldn't wait to see Rickwood Field. I'd heard all so many stories about it from the guys that I was covering in 76 had been there the year before. So neat, neat park. Um, it, it's, it's perfect. There, there couldn't be a better place to go and play this, this second edition of the Field of Dreams game. The players that were on the field at Rickwood, I don't have time enough to, to list, uh, but 
Willie Mays probably leads it, and I think Willie Mays is going to be honored at this. And I, I think this is a, a, all a part of an effort for Major League Baseball. And you just touched on this a minute ago, Mark, but I think it's an effort to really salute those from our past, particularly those that were in the Negro Leagues. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a that's a great gesture, and and the fact that obviously the Giants are going to be one of the participating teams, and to have that in Willie Mays' backyard and where he had, had played, uh, it's it's perfect. Uh, baseball has done a nice job of of keeping its ancient heroes' uh, memories and accomplishments alive, maybe better than any other sport. And this is just another uh, move in that direction to to honor him. And yeah, the guys who played on that field or played in Birmingham uniforms, it's, you could make a, you could make a pretty good all time major league all star team out of out of ex Barons for sure. All right, uh, tell us how we can catch up with you if you're if you're a Twitter guy, if you've got a handle or something like that. People can follow you on Facebook, whatever, and really uh, clue us in on information on how we can get the book about baseball in Huntsville. Probably your nearest CVS and Walgreens. <laughs> uh, no, I, it's I, a uh, big B. I do, <laughs> I, I, I do have a Facebook page uh, that's called Never a Bad Game that is set up to it's actually from my a previous book about the Southern League history. So uh, it's available there, or um, I'm easy enough to find on um, on the on the interweb, um, even my even through uh, probably even through the University of Alabama and Huntsville, my current employer, which I probably shouldn't be saying I have an email address here, but it's easy enough to find me. <laughs> and uh, anybody who's interested, I'd love to get them a copy. It's um, it was it was great fun homework to do to go back and think about and write about uh, Jose Canseco and and Gabby Street uh, you know, going back even in ancient days and and uh, and think about the days that the Ty Cobb played here against the Huntsville teams when when Ty Cobb was playing in Anniston so um, yeah a lot of old fun stories and I had a blast doing it uh, very appreciative of the folks that. Uh, Arcadia and the History Press for bringing this to life. One more quick question for you. What was your writing process like? You know, there would, there would, and you could, you probably can relate to this way. You're so much more talented and creative, but, but there would be days of knowing I'm going to want to spend a couple, three hours writing this. And it would, there might be days you wake up and just go, I just don't feel it. I'm not creative. Yeah. But those three hours, okay, that's three hours I'm going to spend uh, going down the rabbit holes on Google and going to newspaper.com website and, and looking up old clippings on things. So I, I managed to be fairly steady and, and working frequently, and just some days it's homework, and some days it's, wow, the muse has struck this morning, and I woke up creative. So I'm going to tap away. That's exactly how I feel. I, I've described it as some days you hear the music, other days you can't hear the music. And when you can't hear the music, yep. that's when you do your research. Yep. Great some stuff, days, Mark. Some, some days you steal people's really good lines, and I'm stealing that line right now. <laughs> Sounds good. Feel free. Uh, while we were sitting here on air live, I got one text that said, how many can you get me for the Rickwood Field deal with, with Field of Dreams? <laughs> so, I mean, we're all getting hit up already, and it's a year and a half away. Uh, it is great news for, for baseball and, and the state of Alabama. Thank you, Mark. Talk sure to you is. soon. Thank you, guys. Bye. 
You're listening to Big Noon Sports, presented by Haley Sansing, Union Home Mortgage. From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Weather brought- Work is a part of all of us. We know that the world around us has changed. And that's why the Alabama Department of Labor is here to get you back to working hard. Work is a part of all of us. Let us help you get back to it by visiting your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, ETA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. Luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millard. Fiori, Grayson, and Mizzen and Main. And if you haven't tried the Mizzen and Main dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. The Alabama Securities Commission protects you from financial fraud. Anyone asking you for investment money must be licensed. You're careful with your money. Fraudsters aren't. Before you invest, call our hotline at 1-800-222-1253 to verify the licensing of the person making an offer and the product. Don't lose your hard-earned money. Learn to protect yourself at asc.alabama.gov. Paid for by the Investor Protection Trust and brought to you by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. I want our program to be known about two things. The two most important things for me is culture and development. Culture and development. It's what we're all about. It's what I care about as a coach. This sounds super cliche to everybody involved. But my goal is that this group of people that I get to coach and we get to work alongside one day finish their time here and are equipped to be unbelievable dads one day, unbelievable husbands one day, and unbelievable leaders. Because this isn't popular, but I will tell everybody, this world doesn't need another shortstop. Don't worry, I I will find good shortstops, and we will have those here. But this world's going to keep spinning without it. But what we desperately, desperately need is men and women that know how to lead, that lead their families, that are people of character, that know how to lead communities. That's desperately what they need, and that's what our program's going to be built on. That's uh, Rob Vaughn in his initial press conference uh, yesterday as he was announced as a new head uh, baseball coach to Rob Vaughn saying all the right things there. Uh, I did note something I read that um, Greg Burns said, yeah, I need I need some guys down here and know what a grit is or know how to eat grits because uh, this guy's a Maryland guy, mm-hmm. played at K-State, right? And, of course, as we talked about every day this week, he's a catcher, tools of ignorance, way to go. And uh, then um, – 
Uh, he also said that in reference to Nate Oates, because I don't think Nate Oates knows what grits are either. But I think I what think he's Greg saying. I don't think Greg Byrne knew what grits were until he got here as well. I, I, I think that's his way of saying we, we got to have didn't. some guys. <laughs> you didn't know what a grit I was did, until you I came did. up. I, I had my dad had made me grits, grits once. in New York, right? I mean, was that? Yeah, but I never had one. it. I never ate Grits really oh, on so a regular you're not even basis. Really a seafood guy, are you? No, you're from Nebraska. Give me a damn steak. <laughs> That's right. Isn't that, isn't that the motto? Is that what it says, Johnny? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're in Nebraska. Eat beef. <laughs> um, but uh, he said all the right things. The more I look into it, Lars, and I'm, I tend to deal from the optimistic side of the table here. The more I read, the more I hear. I think this guy's going to do some, and he's 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 got a tough job in front of him. I think everybody needs to realize that he's losing a lot of seniors. Of course, he has some talent coming back, but I've been very impressed with what I've heard from Rob Vaughn so far. Yeah, I think this is a home run hire, Matt. Um, he's two time uh, Big Ten Coach of the Year. He has built a powerhouse program at Maryland. And, uh, he really, it, from, from what it sounds like, he was Greg Burns' number one target, uh, from the get-go. And, um, and, and it, it was interesting to hear, um, what, uh, Rob Vaughn had to say about what drew him to Alabama. And he talked about Nick Saban, of course, who, who wouldn't if you're a coach. Uh, but then he went on to discuss, hey, I saw what Coach Oates did here. I saw what Nate Oates did, and I, I've seen how he has developed a what was a uh, you know a pretty mediocre to good program into an elite program in a very short amount of time because of the support that Nate Oates has gotten not only from the administration, the athletic department, and the uh and, and the community, uh, but just uh just overall what Nate Oates has been able to do. And then he also mentioned uh Patrick Murphy and how Patrick Murphy is one of the best softball coaches in the entire country. And so you have all these coaches in different sports who have uh, really ascended to the top of the mountain in their per, uh, respective uh, sports. And, uh, you know, he wants to be a part of that. He wants to be a part of this winning culture that uh, really begins with the football team, but certainly trickles out to other sports as well. Do you think coaches go, yeah, I could go there? I mean, by the way, I'm going to get some visibility being hired at the University of Alabama, A. And also, that would have to factor in me taking a job. Well, imagine this guy calling a recruit. And it's my understanding that Saban will do that. He's not going to do it every day with a list of all the volleyball. But if you say we need this kid kid out of Colbert County High School, uh, Nick, would you give him a call? Yeah, and uh, Coach Saban does that. I mean, I remember Sarah Patterson telling me that uh, whenever she would have an elite gymnast uh, recruit on campus, she always made sure to go by Nick Saban's office and, 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 that, and to have Nick uh, say a few words. And uh, and I know that uh, Coach Saban is generous with his time when it comes to helping out coaches in other sports. Here is Rob Vaughn from his presser yesterday on Nick Saban. Obviously, my wife laughs at me. Um, 
I got to meet Coach Shaven yesterday. I almost passed out in there. That was like a, that was in one of the more intimidating things I've ever been a part of. But what a special, what a special thing here. You have the best coach of all time right down, right down the street from us right here. Obviously watching Coach. <laughs> so that's the second, okay, detour Matt Coulter right here. That's the second time in this news conference I heard a baby. That was he a baby. He has a small yeah, child. Yeah, he said, he said when he walked into the room, <laughs> guess who was holding the baby? Uh, President Bell, and he just uh, loves that. And, that's and, awesome. Yeah, yeah, and he took a little. Uh, he's he's a, he's a clever guy. It's like yeah, President Bell is getting used to you know his babysitting responsibilities. <laughs> um, fit in. But yeah, I mean, so it's pretty clear that Rob Vaughn, as they say, won the press conference. He's one and zero. Does it really matter? How a coach performs in his opening Absolutely. press conference. Absolutely. Cause I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. And if you were sitting here and I got to know him as a player and as a coach, Mike Shula did not win his news conference. And that was, uh, it wasn't necessary. <laughs> the lead story was Alabama hired former quarterback Mike Shula and son of Don Shula. The second story was, man, that was a less than impressive news conference. Yes. And it is no more so true than at Alabama. I mean, their fans are clued in. Their Alabama fans are smart. And sometimes they're too smart. They'll pick something out of there that really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. No. Alabama fans? Being a little bit too picky. Well, you know, they, they, they strive just like Nick does for excellence. But, um, you know, so at the press conference before uh, Vaughn spoke, uh, Greg Byrne gave a overview of his hiring process, and uh, it was really very thorough, not surprisingly. Uh, he said that he talked to 27 coaches during his six-week search, and he just kept coming back to Vaughn as his top candidate. And uh, he then dug a little deeper and that's really what an AD needs to do is sort of act as like a, a FBI investigator during their their search. Like you need to widen it. If you focus in on one person, you need to widen it and see how others around that person feel about him or her. And so what Greg did is he talked to former players and he said that all of them were incredibly uh, generous with their praise, uh, saying that Vaughn really cared about them as people, students, players and, and life uh, beyond the playing field. And they said that, you know, they could go to him with anything, whether it was life related, baseball related, girlfriend related, just anything, anything. And, uh, that his door was always open and he just a, an incredibly approachable guy. And, uh, in that he treated everybody the same from, you know, the, the top hitter on the team to the bullpen catcher, uh, or the pinch runner. Uh, that everybody felt like they were a part of, uh, the culture that he was, uh, trying to foster. And, uh, the, the terms that were thrown around about him were true and genuine, uh, according to coach or <laughs> according to Greg Byrne. Now, I mean, these are all, this paints a very rosy picture of him, right? I mean, we all have faults. But this wasn't a day to uh, discuss faults, no, but uh, this was a very uh, rose-colored sort of uh, uh, description. You know what uh, I really like? What What is 
Greg Sankey's title. He's the director of athletics. Who's Greg hot? Byrne, you mean? Greg Byrne. Does he? Uh, Sankey? Yeah, I was okay. Who's the commissioner? You know, of the I, SEC? I do that often, and, and, and it bothers well, me. Well, no, I, 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 I actually think uh, Greg Byrne may one day replace Greg Sankey. I, I'm not far off that. But it's the responsibility of Greg Byrne, the athletic director, to hire coaches. One of the things that used to infuriate me, and it started, I don't know, 30 years ago, well, we're forming a committee based on a faculty member from English, and we've got this assistant volleyball coach, and we've got this person who's donating $5 billion a year. They're going to help in our process. Yeah, and Greg we're, and we're says, hiring an outside firm and paying them $5 million for the coaching search. Well, you know what? Alabama's paying Greg Byrne pretty well. Let him hire. Yeah. I think he's done I love okay. that. I love that Greg I, takes us on by himself. These these hires for these consultant committees used to just drive me crazy. They still just drive like, me crazy. What a waste of money. Do it yourself. Do All your right. job. When we get back, i got to talk about Harvey Glantz, the speedster out of Alabama that, that died very unexpectedly yesterday. Covering SEC sports like Kudzu on the roadside. This is Big Noon Sports. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. The universal truth of women's shoes. The cuter they are, the more they hurt. You have to put your best foot forward, and if your best foot is an ugly shoe, oh my goodness. Ann thought she had to choose between looking good and feeling good until she got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now I can wear the shoes that I've picked out because I like the way they look, not because they were comfortable. Good Feet relieved her pain and her fashion dilemma. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. If you're the children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down. So she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part, it's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy with occasional showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. Some of the storms could be severe. The high today, 84. Tonight's low, 69. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms around. The high, 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 82 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Matt Coulter along with Lars Anderson. Seth Jiry is behind the curtain. Hey, um, yesterday was a pretty busy day when they started with the Rickwood stuff, your, uh, all the prelude to the SEC announcement with the scheduling for 24. And, and then I saw this and it, it's, uh, it was really, I can't, I couldn't believe it at first that Harvey Glantz, who is really, he's 66, he's my age, we're both born in the same year. I remember him coming up because Harvey Glantz, Almost could fly. Harvey Glantz passed away. God rest his soul. What a great track star. What a great coach. And most notably, what a great person. Um, he was from Phoenix City, Alabama. Then he went to Auburn. He medaled. Gold medalist in 76. Would have medaled again in 80. Except it was the United States of America's decision to boycott those Olympics. And then he participated as an alternate in 84. To be a track sprinter over eight years at the world-class level, it's just, that's amazing. It's just not done. But at one time, Harvey Glantz could claim uh, with documentation that he was the fastest man in the world. He had uh, a tie for the world record in the 100-meter dash. And then he's done something. 9.9. 9.9. Did it twice in 1976. <laughs> Ours. I mean, you, you put your arms out. Do you lift the ground you off the ground? Yeah. Um, and he won the 100-meter in the NCAA championships yep. in 76 and 77. And in 76, he also won the 200 and here's here's if that's amazing in this state this is more so uh he became an assistant track coach at auburn and then became the first black head coach of any sport at auburn university and then a few years later he did the unthinkable he became the alabama track and field coach hmm. oh i guess i can i guess bill bill oliver technically did that he was an interim head coach at alabama interim head coach but uh, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. That list is very small. But I'd like to share with you a I've quick, heard, Harvey. I've heard that uh, he could uh, flat-footed jump on the roof of a car. You, uh, he wasn't a real tall guy. He was uh, five that, foot eight, 150 so he's, pounds. He's your height. He's, 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 I'm 5'9 on oh, a good my bad, day. My bad, my bad, my <laughs> bad. Uh, I couldn't jump on a matchbox car. Uh, I've never had a lot of vertical. Let me let me share Five, with you. Five eight and be able to jump on top of a car. Leg strength, but you know you run with your upper body too. He had everything it took to sprint. In 1991, Alabama played in Phoenix at the Fiesta Bowl against Louisville. Many Alabama fans don't like me bringing that up because Louisville. Um, and Howard Stellenberger just hung it on Alabama 34-7. But next morning, I'm getting on a flight to get out of there. And I'm just, you know, I'm sitting there waiting like everybody else. And I said, Harvey Glantz is walk, walking down the aisle. And I had met him a couple of times before. Well, guess where Harvey sits? Right next to me. 
And so uh, we were talking, and then there was this elderly lady on the other side of me, and she hadn't been listening to anything, but then we she started talking about last night she was watching a national championship game. That's when Notre Dame played mm-hmm. and won. And uh, she said, man, that rocket Ismail sure can run fast. Well, yes, ma'am, he can. And I, I kind of elbowed Harvey, and then he went, he shook his head no. Said, don't tell her. Don't let her know <laughs> that, that the guy sitting one over from you could beat Rocket Ismail backwards, although Rocket was fast. But I always thought that was so cool, and then he shook his head at me like, no, you don't need to say anything. I want to go, but ma'am, do you know what this guy can do? Uh, anyway. Uh, he yeah, you know, he, by uh, Alabama and Auburn fans alike. Yeah, he was inducted into the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame in 1996, but even more notably in 2008, he received the Congressional Gold Medal of Freedom, which is uh, rarely handed out. And um, yeah, I mean, he was known as the world's fastest man uh, for a, a, a good stretch of time. And uh, just a, a, an amazing overall athlete and one of the uh, greatest track stars to ever um, come out of Alabama. He's born in Phoenix City, March 28th of 1957. Uh, and then, yeah, he passed away in uh, Mesa, Arizona in a hospital from a cardiac arrest. Well, uh, God bless him. God rest him. Uh, he was just a really, really good guy. And um, I wish I mean, him he, well. He had a really family. interesting life. Yeah, I mean, he tra- traveled the world uh, running in different... By foot, uh, by different the way. Meets. He <laughs> yeah. traveled, he ran around the world. Um, yeah, and, you know, when you mentioned to me uh, when we were talking earlier this morning about um, that... He had qualified for the Olympic team in 1980, and that was the team that uh, didn't get to participate in the Olympics, the 1980 Moscow Olympics, due to the boycott. It got me thinking, was that boycott, and now that we have the retrospect of almost 50 years, was that boycott worth it, or 20 or 45 years? Was that boycott worth it, or was it not? In retrospect, absolutely not. And Harvey was not the only Alabama gold medal athlete that. Uh, How did the was, general public feel about it at the I time? Think, yeah, I think in general it was probably maybe uh, 65, 35, something like that. In I think most of Americans it. were in favor of it. Um, I but just, the president at the time wasn't really, really popular, and that was Jimmy Carter. And I think that helped. But let me just name you a couple of other people. Jennifer Chandler from Mountain Brook, Alabama, who won a gold in diving in 76. And Rowdy Gaines, swimmer, who had won gold in 76. Both of those people, our people in the state of Alabama, and and you can't just say absolutely, but I think gold was taken. Yeah. And you just think of all of the... Time and effort and sacrifice that goes into making the Olympic team, and if that is your one shot, and that gets taken away for you, from you because of political reasons, uh, that is just uh, heartbreaking. Not I think if just, I think if people understood what it takes to make it to the Olympics, maybe public opinion would have been wow. a little um, shifted, a little different. And there are a lot of countries. That participated yeah, no, in that. No, I know. And, and I, I know. I, I know. Other than those Americans. I remember, those my, I remember my parents were, were in favor. My parents too. were in favor of it. 
Yeah. Uh, um, it, it was controversial, though. It was. It wasn't like just everybody's waving, waving flags on it. And I can understand, I can understand even at that age, both sides of it. You're listening to Big Noon Sports. probably seen their clothing around town on game days but check out christopher mobley on the strip luxury game day apparel redefined it's the only place in town where you can find todd hoops apparel clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur golf enthusiast and athleisure fanatic they've got peter millar viore grayson and mizzen and main and if you haven't tried the mizzen and main dress shirts you've got to you can find them at 1410 university boulevard on the strip also they've got a great e-commerce site at christophermobley.shop so check out christopher mobley luxury game day apparel redefined The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. The story- this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. WTUG HD2 Northport, W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Outside the windows here of our studio, I can hear some thunder and rain is in the area. There's a pretty good-sized thunderstorm that's passing just to the south of downtown Tuscaloosa. And then it looks like it will will have a a brief respite. But uh, these are the kind of storms that can develop. It'll just be rain, but then right in the middle of it, one of these thunderstorms will pop up, and you never know what's going to happen when you get a severe thunderstorm. So we will continue to keep an eye on that. Yeah, the the skies are uh, rumbling that's for sure, and uh, it looks pretty ominous outside our uh, studio here at Tide 100.9, the flagship station of Big Noon Sports. All Chris right. Lowe. Let's talk about Chris Lowe. Okay. Uh, just pull this up. You may, have, you may have found him a minute ago. But, no, I, but you I, and I, I have I, great I, respect. I know, you know, I know Chris very well. He's an ESPN senior writer. I have and profound it, respect for yeah, him. When it comes to college football or notes in college athletics, and I see his byline, He's I Nick immediately Saban's like go-to guy. Yes. Now, what does that tell you? If Nick Saban trusts him? Okay. Anyway, I just read this. And uh, this is of uh, interesting news. Alabama and Georgia, this is low. 
uh, will meet during the 2024 regular season in Tuscaloosa. What do you think about that? Be only the fifth regular season matchup in the past 20 years, sources told Chris Lowe today. Nick Saban told Chris Lowe today, you mean? Sources. <laughs> <laughs> you really? Would Nick slide him that one? Uh, no, I know who would, though. Inquiring minds want to know. Also, uh, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out, where he got that information. Yeah, but my dad isn't here. <laughs> uh, of course, I'm not one. With the 2024 You're the son of a rocket schedule. scientist, so you <laughs> should be able to figure that one out. I gotcha. Uh, let's see. It'll be released tonight, 6 o'clock our time. Uh, some of the other highlights, uh, according to this article. So that include, means basically, sorry, that no matter what we, we think, so so far the opponents that we believe that we know that Alabama will have in 2024, Georgia, Tennessee, uh, Tennessee Auburn. Auburn, and Oklahoma. Okay. Since they just had the home and away with, with Texas. And we know that every team is going to play either Oklahoma or Texas. Uh, by the way, I didn't go to either game when uh, Oklahoma and Alabama had their home and away several, several years ago. But everybody that went and then anybody I talked to from Oklahoma said, in, in my words here, that the matchup and the fans was much like uh, what used to be Alabama and Penn State. Ultimate respect yeah. for the other team. Ultimate respect for the other fans. They said that uh, particularly when my buddies went to the game in Oklahoma, I said that they were welcomed. Um, this is not <laughs> walking into Baton Rouge. Uh, no, no. So, you know, for years, Nebraska's primary rival was Oklahoma. And I, and I went to Norman for many games. And Norman, Oklahoma, by the way, is the flattest place on the earth. And this is coming from someone from Nebraska. Okay. Wait a it is so, Kansas, so flat. It is unbelievable. And it's always windy. It is always windy. The wind never stops. See, I remember never thinking stops. the same thing in Manhattan, Kansas. Manhattan, Kansas, the little apple. <laughs> it was just, it was crazy. You know, I finally just asked some passerby because I was just staring down the street and off into the flatlands. And I swear I could see a radio station tower from about 400 miles an hour, up 400 miles away to, to see the beacon on it. And they went, oh, that's so-and-so town. Yeah, that's about 125 miles. <laughs> now, Oklahoma fans are great. They're respectful. They're knowledgeable. Uh, they take defeat. It's fine. Uh, you know, there's, I, I've never heard of any sort of, you know, uh, bad behavior, any fights breaking out or anything like that, uh, after a loss, especially a, a home loss. Um, so yeah, I, I, I love the fact that Oklahoma and Texas are coming. Now, Texas fans are completely different. Texas fans, completely well, different. They think they should be winning the national championship every single season. They're and arrogant get without evidence. And started on Marcel Darius and Colt McCoy. Oh, my God. They don't ever let anybody start talking about <laughs> the, that. A guy, guy who married my cousin who lives out in Portland, I, I talk to him like once a month. And guess what? He talks about once a month. If we if had Cole Cole McCoy, McCoy didn't get hurt, we would have beat Alabama's ass. And you know what? Um, he was 
He was good. <laughs> and so was Quinn Ewers. Uh, but I'm you know sorry. what? It Colt happened. McCoy it was happens. not going to make a difference in that game. Who's the guy, Gilbert, that backed him up? Yeah. I that Kyle, kid played pretty Kyle well. Gilbert. He did play well. Uh, I thought he, under the circumstances, I thought he played very His well. His dad was an NFL quarterback. Limley? No, Gilbert. I know. <laughs> oh. Man, I, I went a deep dive to USMC, Gomer Pyle. Uh, another one, <laughs> according to uh, the sources. Um, do you know where Jim Neighbors is from? Um, I see you, you'll show. Alabama, right? Yeah, of course. Silicon Alabama. Everybody's from Alabama. Anyway, um, other highlights, according to Chris Lowe, Texas and Texas A&M. They're going to jump right into that. But while I'm reading this, and we're just talking back and forth on Big Noon Sports, presented by Haley Sansing, you know, mortgage. Do you know who's really, really winning here? I mean, they're, they're, you want eight, you want nine, but the addition, I imagine most people were for that. But... ESPN, SEC Network, yeah, SEC which is Network, a, an arm of ESPN, and and how about Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, LSU, are all the fans? Yeah, this there's is, no, this no, is no conference other, no, gold. No here. other, no other conference gives a blankety blank about the schedule release. <laughs> I mean, really. It's, well, and nobody it, takes uh, it personally like we do. Uh, I can't believe that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's a big deal in the NFL, and the NFL has like a five-hour show leading up to the schedule release. But uh, I would say that, uh, yeah, it just means more, right? And what what a great slogan and uh, absolutely true to the letter. Uh, more on Chris Lowe's article. Uh, the SEC made it a priority to maintain historical rivalries in 2024. Get the feeling low has seen the whole deal, don't you? Well, we uh, mentioned that earlier uh, that 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 information had, had not just leaked out, but uh, that Sankey said that back on June one. That and then you and I were in the first hour trying to interpret that word traditional yeah. and what does traditional mean? Does traditional mean? Can you extrapolate that word to mean or to include Alabama versus LSU? According to this now, it says Alabama will play at Tennessee and LSU 2024 at. Uh, all right, so we, we need to write down. We, we need to write all this down because we, we have about half the schedule right now or half uh, the conference schedule, and we already know the non-conference oppo- opponents, right? While Texas A&M will face LSU at home and Arkansas, you mentioned this one last week, at Arlington. Yeah. That's become an annual deal now has it not arkansas texas a&m yes at arlington yeah. at at&t stadium yeah georgia will keep annual rivalries with auburn and florida good good i think a lot of these we know i guess we're just waiting to hear it yeah but um do you want to do so now we have tennessee lsu auburn just going through the texas Alabama. we know four of alabama's opponents we know half um, at Tennessee, at LSU, wherever Auburn, Auburn Oklahoma, Oklahoma, and, and Georgia. Oh, so we know we know five. We know five. Georgia's here. Five of the eight. Now, I, I didn't really think that or know that. I guess we'll be confirmed at six o'clock tonight. But um, Boy, Georgia, that, that man, is that, that is a tough schedule right there. Georgia in Tuscaloosa at Brian Denny. These teams have won five 
one, two, three, four, five of the last eight national championships. And they are going to square off on a Saturday night at Bryant-Denny Stadium. I'll probably get a text on those tickets now, too. Yeah, that's a big deal. And if Quinn Ewers sticks around for 2024, and he may not, but if he does, Texas is going to be so good. Man. But oh, Texas actually isn't on Alabama's schedule in 2024. So, no, oh, but it's Oklahoma. Well, they, who knows in 25? Oklahoma may be a program that is on the way down rather than on the way up. Because uh, they have been reeling a little bit ever since Lincoln Riley left and took half the roster with him to USC. Boy, he really screwed over Oklahoma in a way that I have not seen in a long time. (laughs) One coach doing that to his school that really made him into what he is today. But uh, Brent Venerables is not a very popular guy right now in Norman because uh, he's sort of gotten off to a slow start there. But I would think Oklahoma fans are smart enough to figure it out, but they're not patient enough. They may know why. They just want it to happen faster. You know, the more I read about it, the more I think about it, I think your boy Matty Rule is going to do a great job in Nebraska. Talk about patience. Uh, we've been waiting 25 years for that. So... The last time y'all won a national championship, was it back-to-back? 97. It was three out of four. Oh. 94, 95, 97. Hey, uh, we Should have gonna... been about five out of six, but missed a field goal one year. Yep. Alabama fans could make a few answers with that, too, or make a few statements. Could fit some butts. Nobody's ever won three in a row at the D1 level. It could happen this year. All right, but in 2024... Alabama have a big say-so. Maybe they have a say-so here, too. Anyway, uh, hey, we got to get to break. You're listening to Big News Board. The best sports talk in Alabama. This is Big Noon Sports. The universal truth of women's shoes. The cuter they are, the more they hurt. You have to put your best foot forward, and if your best foot is an ugly shoe, oh my goodness. Lisanne thought she had to choose between looking good and feeling good until she got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now I can wear the shoes that I've picked out because I like the way they look, not because they were comfortable. Good Feet relieved her pain and her fashion dilemma. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the home two suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, 
Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. The children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down. So she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part, it's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy with occasional showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. Some of the storms could be severe. The high today, 84. Tonight's low, 69. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms around. The high, 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 82 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Sports presented by Haley Sansing, Union Home Mortgage, Matt Coulter along with Lars Anderson, and now being joined by Mick the Broadcaster. Mick Gillespie joins us on Big Noon Sports. Mick, uh, are you at a ball game or are you on your uh are you cruising around Fairhope? Man, no, I'm actually at uh uh Tuscaloosa Hyundai hanging out with my man Barry Buckner. So you know, not too far from home. Wow. Um uh, isn't that right up the street from us? Yeah, it is. I'm think... actually uh, saying goodbye and heading to Ministry. So, it, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, we got look, we got a baseball game in Birmingham tonight, so I figured I'd come over here and uh, say hi to everybody. Hi to you guys, too. Roll Tide. Uh, roll Tide right back at you. Uh, got to start with a story that's uh, not just big in Birmingham or Alabama. It's big nationwide. It's a... Uh, it kind of took me by surprise, but what a nice surprise. And that's that, um, according to many, many published reports, um, the Cardinals and the Giants will play in Rickwood Field in a Field of Dreams type setting. Um, got any tickets? Hey, look, first off, I mean, how about me being like right in the center of like what turned out to be a huge story, right? Because, I mean, we were there playing and we're there playing again tonight. I was at the first Rickwood Classic as a fan, and then I uh, got I played in a summer league that uh, played in Rickwood, and I broadcasted two Rickwood Classics for the Smokies. I love Rickwood Field, everything that it represents, and um, this couldn't be better. They 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 really had to have something like this come along because there's a lot of money that needs to be spent to uh, to upgrade the facility, you know. And since Major League Baseball took over. Uh, running the minor leagues, you know, we haven't had a Rickwood Classic. So forget about the Field of Dreams game. So what I'm hoping is, my fingers are crossed, that the money that they use to fix this up for the Field of Dreams game that's going to take place, that that'll, you know, bring back the Rickwood Classic. And um, I'm really excited. I think it's fantastic. Aside from the obvious of Rickwood being the oldest ballpark in the country, what to you makes Rickwood so special? 
you know, when I, when I played there, you know, it was just awesome, like, being in the outfield and knowing that Willie Mays was there, Babe Ruth was there. I mean, everybody, all, all the major players came through and played at Rickwood. I've told you guys before, my all-time favorite player is Satchel Page, And just to think about Satchel Page being inside the locker room and, 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 and throwing pitches there and entertaining in that, that stadium, um, I love everything that it represents. And when I when I walk through the gates at Rickwood, it's like I can feel the ghost of the past. And what people don't know uh, around the world is, is that's the oldest stadium. Yeah, it's older than Rickwood and Fenway. I mean, excuse me, uh, Wrigley and Fenway. And to think that it's right here in Birmingham, you know, we're so lucky that over the years it hasn't burnt down, it hasn't been hit by a tornado, it's been torn down, somebody hasn't bought the land and put – a parking lot on top of it. And so with the Field of Dreams game coming, um, it, it's, it's about to get a rebirth, and it's, it's just awesome. I mean, it's, it's what every, everything that baseball is all about is at Rickwood Field. Mick, uh, we haven't had a chance to talk to you since uh, Rob Vaughn was hired by Alabama. He had his uh, uh, press conference yesterday introducing him as Alabama's next head coach, baseball coach. And you called it. Uh, you called the shot here because uh, I and Matt, we were both leaning that uh, uh, Jason Jackson, who is the interim coach, was going to get the uh, the permanent head coaching title, but that didn't happen. He's going to be retained as uh, the associate head coach and pitching coach. And now Rob Vaughn takes over. What are your thoughts on Rob Vaughn, who has uh, been named the uh, Big Ten Coach of the Year back-to-back years? Well, first off, let me tell you this. Um, the biggest failure in my life was when I tried out for the Maryland baseball team and got cut in the last cut. So I, I'm very familiar with where he's coming from. And Maryland had such a bad uh, – it was such a bad baseball program. They gave up six home runs to one guy from Florida State when I was in school there. Uh, and then – and I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy that's coaching at Michigan came in years ago – uh, and not too many years ago, but he came in and they started to win. And then Coach Chef, who's at Virginia Tech now, came in and, and he did good. And then Coach Vaughn took it to an entirely different level. And this is a great hire for Alabama. This is what I want. This is what you're, it's going to take for the program to be successful. The other thing, too, is, and I said this on the show last week, is that just because you hire a new head coach doesn't mean you have to get rid of all the good people that you have. You just have to find the right guy that can work with someone. And uh, Jason Jackson's the associate head coach. When his opportunity comes to be a head coach, you know, he's, he's going to be better off for the opportunity that he had this year in terrible circumstances and did a fantastic job there. Um, I felt like the program needed a head coach, that he, he needed to go out and, and, and get someone that comes from a credible program. You know, you're talking about a guy that just won his league that's taking a team with awful facilities and a bad athletic department in Maryland to uh, to regionals and one. And so this is a, this is as good as you're going to get as far as the hire goes. I don't know how it's going to turn out, uh, but I saw the press conference yesterday, and I think that his mentality is going to work really good with the players that, that Alabama is going to have to get to be able to compete in the SEC. But I, I like I, – Look, Greg Byrne normally makes the right decision, and I got to tell you, he did it again. 
I got to just uh, check something real quick on the Florida State hitter. Was it J.D. Drew? It was uh, McDougal. Somebody. McDougal. Oh, McDougal. Yeah, he hit a big one against Auburn back around that era. Six um, home runs in one game, and I asked the pitcher who gave up home run number six, why didn't why didn't you maybe throw inside or hit him or something, you know? And he said he thought he could get him out, and I just stunned to laugh. <laughs> so guys walks to the plate. I don't know if ever going to touch that. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, well, I remember it happening now, and I'm glad you were able to remember the name. Uh, I, I think he did. Did he play a little bit in the bigs? I know J.D. Drew did. Uh, yeah, J.D. Drew was good. Yeah, he uh, played with the Braves for a while. Uh, in fact, I was there, and he, he hit a home run that never got 10 feet off the ground. And I've always always been amazed at a guy that could hit like that with power on such a line drive. But <clears throat> anyway, okay, got off on a tangent there. Uh, getting back to Alabama, I thought that Greg Byrne did a marvelous job in his handling of the situation, hiring of the coach. Yet to you know, we'll we'll see if he's as good as many anticipate. But I thought his ha- handling of Jason Jackson was cool too, making him um, an associate head coach and keeping up with the pitching. Yeah, look, I mean that's you got to have a great pitching coach to be successful in the SEC, you know, and and. If there was one knock that I have on someone that I love death in, in Jim Wells is it was hard to keep a solid pitching coach there. And, and a lot of times you'd have guys that would come and go and all that. But it's hard for any of these programs to keep a, a, a really good, solid pitching coach in college. And, um, you know, you, you look at the teams that are in the College World Series. I, I told you I, I'm friends with Tony Vitello. I see what he's got with, uh, you know, with Frank, his pitching coach. And, and it's like, yeah. I mean, no wonder they're back in the College World Series. You know, they, they figure out a way to get it done, and it's going to take Alabama to do that. They're going to have to have somebody that goes out there and can recruit, somebody that can connect. You know, what, the best part about the entire press conference yesterday um, was when Greg was reading the, the, the letters that he got from the players that had played for Coach Vaughn. And the reason why that's important, guys, is that – the mentality of kids now is different than when I was coming up. You know, you're not going to go into a locker room and scream and yell at baseball players and them want to come play at your school and them perform. It just doesn't work like that anymore. You, 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 you got to be someone that connects on, on a level where they can trust you, where they feel comfortable. And, um, you know, it, like, like Joe Madden did with, the Cubs, when he won the World Series, you know, like Brian Snicker does. I mean, he can be tough, but at the same time, you know, he, he's relatable to the guys. And so I felt like with the type of player that you're trying to get, you know, you're talking about a sport that is very upper, upper middle class to rich because kids who grew up like me really don't play baseball anymore because it's too expensive. So you're going to go out there and you're going to have to be able to kind of, you know, put on the soft gloves and, and, I think that that, to me, it looked like something that this guy's going to be really good at. Um, and, and recruiting is the name of the game. You know, the other thing is the NIL money um, and that you're going to have to go out there and get somehow. And um, I, I, you got to have a person that people believe in. So his track record coming in couldn't be any better for where I think Alabama – the, the, the coaches that I think Alabama could have got, I think he's perfect. Honestly, I think they did a great job. Do you know any of the guys? I mean, I think that what uh, Burns said, maybe like 27 that he had at least spoken with. Uh, do you 
dare to guess who's somebody who like make second, third runner up warrior? Yeah, you know what? We're never going to know because they never tell you. Yeah. Because you, if you have another job, and normally the people that you want to hire have other jobs, um, you, you you know it's not like football where a lot of this stuff gets released because you're not dealing with the agent. You know, I mean, at, at least you know it's kind of how it's been in the past. You know, like you're, you're talking straight. He's talking straight to the, the AD and and the president. And those guys, you know, he's he's not talking to the, they're not talking to his agent, and so. I don't know that we'll ever really know who the other guys are unless somebody within the athletic department decided that they wanted to tell us. But um, they said 27. You know, I'm guessing that you you had some some baseball people, you know, some people that were in pro ball. You probably had some other head coaches and some pitching coaches. And and I felt like with the situation that Alabama was in, and I told you guys this, you had to have a head coach. You needed somebody that was going to come in and bring stability. But you also need the look of, hey, Alabama just went out and they replaced their coach with someone that's better. I want to ask I'm you a couple about more. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. not talking about Jack. No, I, no I, I think we pretty much we're all on the same page with you. Can you hang yeah. another break with us? Yeah. yeah all right. Then we'll let you get back to Rickwood Field, or actually. You're playing at the Met, but not the Met. Golly, how bad is my memory's going back? Why don't you play at Regents Park tonight, Regents Field? You're listening to Big Noon Sports. This is the Big Noon Sports Network. Based in Birmingham, Alabama, we are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. You know, not washing your hands after using the bathroom can increase the spread of hepatitis A. Washing your hands with soap and water, as well as getting vaccinated, is the best way to protect yourself if you are at risk of getting hepatitis A. One dose of the hepatitis A vaccine provides long-lasting protection in up to 95% of those who receive it. For more information on the hepatitis A outbreak in our state, visit alabamapublichealth.gov forward slash IMM. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Public Health, the ABA, and this station. Stephen. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Meet Joe. Out there and being spent on this, uh, yeah, I think the answer is yes, and I would not be surprised if we don't eventually have 10. 
Hey, we're coming up on midseason in Major League Baseball and uh, way too early predictions for who's going to make the playoffs. And maybe just pick me a couple World Series teams here. Well, I like the Braves still. Um, I, I just I just like the way that they're built. I know they're dealing with some injuries, but they have a farm system of guys. Uh, they also have Mike Soraka, who's eventually going to get it get healthy and be good again. Um, they already know what it's like to win. They're going to be a tough out. If you're asking me right now, I'd say them. And in the American League, I, that's so tough because here come the Yankees. You know, and the Yankees have been so close. Baltimore and Tampa Bay haven't been through the rigors. Uh, well, maybe Tampa Bay has. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Tampa Bay against the Braves, a, a Southern World Series. <laughs> Do you really it, put Tampa in the South? This question comes from someone who doesn't know that much about baseball, admittedly. But who, in your view, is the most dominant player in Major League Baseball right now? Who's the best player? This is easy. It's Shohei Otani because he's Babe Ruth, but he's really Otani Ruth. You know, like he he hits and pitches. When he's on the mound, he's great. And when he's at the plate, he's great. You know, he's got power. Um, he, He strikes out guys. I mean, he's the most electrifying player in the game since Bo Jackson. And um, Mike Trout might be the best all-around player, you know, and they're they're on the same team, which is crazy. But but Shohei Otani, the fact that he's a pitcher, a starting pitcher, and he's also uh, a, a, just an incredible hitter, he's the best player in the game. Do you remember? I'm, I might have to buy you a cold beer if you get this right. Do you remember who the original Japanese Babe Ruth was? And this was from a hitting standpoint only. I know this one. Uh, I, I, I actually, I've actually talked to this guy before. Something. Oh, his last. Shadahara. 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 In like eight hundred forty-nine career home runs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, you both get A's. You both get beers. Do I get a beer? Yeah. You sure. Yeah, well, of course, it's your sponsor. <laughs> that or a PBR, which, by the way, is, uh, I just found out yesterday, that is the beer of choice of One Way Boggs, yeah. who will be on our show tomorrow. Can't wait to talk you gotta to Wade. you got to be listening tomorrow. Did he really drink 30 beers on a cross-country flight? I don't know. He doesn't make any bones about him drinking beer online, though. There are all kinds of videos. Hey, Mick, we got to run. Have a great broadcast tonight. Hey, guys, thanks. Roll Tide. Thanks, Nick. Mick, Mick, <laughs> Mick, Mick with a quick <laughs> click, Gillespie. Yeah. Back to wrap At up. Least he didn't this hear me edition. call him Nick. All right, let's roll a break. Covering SEC sports like Good Zoo on the roadside. This is Big Noon Sports. Hey. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. 
Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. The children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down. So she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part? It's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Dragon, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home 2 Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. 100.9 Tuscaloosa Weather. Mostly cloudy with occasional showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. Some of the storms could be severe. The high today, 84. Tonight's low, 69. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms around. The high, 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 83 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Thank you, Seb. Back in the news by Haley Sanson, Union Home Mortgage. We are keeping an eye on the weather, and there is a pretty significant uh, thunderstorm that is, it looks like it's headed to Tuscaloosa, but we'll probably just bow a little south. But as I look back to the west, I see many of these other potential thunderstorms. So keep it tuned right here. Seth and Ryan will keep up it when Lars and I leave here in just a few minutes. So keep an eye on that because some of these storms are expected to be quite intense with uh, very high winds. And uh, I've even heard one report that said golf, not golf ball, but baseball. Yeah, big hail. And already there has uh, been a tornado down in Eufaula. Uh, no injuries reported at this time, and uh, I believe another tornado has touched down, but uh, no injuries as of yet. Um, a lot of the activity yeah, is south. Yeah. Um, no, now I'm looking at this map. It's from Huntsville to Dothan. So yeah, right now, be- baseball size uh, uh, hail, according to James Spann, uh, likely uh, it's moving through uh, southern Pickens County. And, um, yeah, and man, big hail in, uh, in Pickens County. I'm seeing pictures of it right now. Wow. Hey, uh, turn, turn your laptop around. I want to yeah, see this too. And, uh, it so looks, not there was also a, a tornado in, uh, that touched down in Abbeville, um, earlier today. Uh, the biggest no, hail no, you've ever seen in your life. Probably baseball wow. size. Yeah. I think um, maybe one time in, it was in Kansas. I was on the road. Were you in a car? No, I was That's staying just... at the at the plaza. I don't know if you know Kansas City. I was in the plaza at Kansas in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, doing a story for Sports Illustrated, and I was in my there. hotel. Birmingham Southern won a national championship there at Kemper Arena. Oh, when old you were school. About Kemper Arena. Arena. Yeah. yeah. That's it's where, where they... uh, remember the Kansas City Kings? Uh, absolutely. Because uh, King team. played for them. <laughs> And I think up until just a few years ago, Reginald Boy, King we go down some from Birmingham, <laughs> uh, he had a big, very successful barbecue joint there. 
I don't know if he's still there or not, but uh, man. There's a lot of debate between my friends who live in the Midwest whether or not Kansas City barbecue is better than Alabama barbecue. You know, it's it, in some ways it's like trying to compare. They're just different. So I think I think you're safe if you say, okay, here's my favorite Alabama barbecue. Here's my favorite Kansas City. And then there's a North Carolina barbecue, which I like, which tends to be a little sweeter. Uh, maybe has a little bit more honey in it. But uh, let's just face it. I like, I like them all. I like Alabama barbecue the best. Uh, do you like a tomato-based sauce or a, or a vinegar-based? Whatever Archibald serves, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I am a real big fan of white barbecue sauce. Yeah. And Bob Gibson's up in Decatur. Have that, you ever been there? I have, yeah. I want to drive. I want to just leave the show right now and drive up there. And by the way, if you've never had it, this doesn't really sound odd. If you know barbecue joints, they have the best Brunswick stew I've ever had in my life. Are you a Brunswick stew person? I've never had Let's it. Let's take all the leftover meat, all the peas, all the corn, and some potatoes, some stock. I'll just put it in. You've never had Brunswick stew? No. Huh? What is it? Yeah, it can have chicken in it, have pork. I guess it can have some beef in it. A lot of vegetables. Um, it's absolutely delicious. Okay. Uh, let me update you on something here real quick that is going on in the world of sports. Top of the six. If you like, what, by the way, if you like white sauce, sorry, just it dawned on me. Uh, sauce barbecue in Birmingham oh, on the south side is so good. Uh, they consistently are ranked one of the best. Yeah, and in Homewood. Uh, but here, I like Jimmy I mean, Nicks, Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa. I mean, you just go Archibald's or Dreamland. Yeah. I'm, and I'm not discounting anybody is there else? a big difference See, I'm in leaving out tuscaloosa barbecue i don't want we want sponsors so i certainly don't want to leave anybody out those are the biggest uh local tuscaloosa ones i know there's quite a few chains in town that are yeah. tremendous full moon jim and nicks yeah full moon is really good full moon jim and nicks you got huh? full moon right me too yeah. all the way uh, they're chow the original full moon in Birmingham, right by uh, on the south side, work play. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> great old. Um, do you used to own and 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 started that? Darn it, I'm gonna forget his name. He coached for Bryant. He coached at Pat James. That's why it yeah. was originally called PJ's Full Moon Barbecue. And man, you could go in there on um, just about any afternoon in the collection of coaches and former coaches and players that would sit back in the corner and just eat barbecue, talk. But that was that was some incredible stuff. So anyway, back to the Braves leading the Tigers. First game of doubleheader. They got rained out yesterday, last night, and top of the six, one out. Braves are up seven to five, and uh, they will play another one, I guess, thirty minutes after the the uh, end of that one. So Miss Myers too in Birmingham. Sorry, I can't stop. Well, uh, <laughs> I, used to, live I used to live right kind of behind Miss Myers in in Cahaba Heights, and uh, I love that place. Love that place. Yep. And a lot of people swear by that, too. There were other places, which I'm sure Matthew McConaughey will be visiting soon. You've seen he's making his impact all over Alabama. A little hamburger joint in Bessemer. We passed by it on the way here. Um, but uh, what did he? There's a hamburger joint in Bessemer right near Bentbrook. I think it's called J&J's or something like that. And it really does have it's a gas station burger joint. And it's fabulous. But uh, he was there. And uh, then he was downtown at some bar. 
You know, hanging out with the locals. I really like that guy. I do, too. And I've read his book, and uh, I truly believe that he did not have a ghostwriter, that he wrote it himself. It is very, very profound. He's on faculty at the University of Texas. Big sports guy. Uh, Seems very genuine. I've never met him, but uh, seems like a good guy. Most of the big, big stars that I've come across in uh, from Hollywood in my career, just complete, you know what? Tools. But yeah, yeah. that's a soft way of saying Matthew's it. not but that I, way. He doesn't seem to be that way. I know people who know him, and they all tell me that he's a good dude. I remember hearing the Rose Bowl when Alabama played Texas for the national championship. He had an RV among all the people from Alabama that rented him out there, and he was open, just sitting out. He said his RV was nothing special. Everybody else is world, and he said, "Come on, let's drink beer." All right. I got some I, My goal is to get him on the show. Well, I succeeded. I'm two for two on Wade Boggs. That's not a way, a bad way. <laughs> he will be on this program tomorrow at twelve fifteen. Sep, thank you. You've been listening to Big Noon Sports presented by Haley Sansing Union Home Mortgage. Have a great day and watch the weather. Weather brought to you by.